Welcome to the Still Rowing Podcast. My name is Kim Stratford-Gale, and I'm thankful to have you with me today for this brief episode. I've been pretty heartsick this past week, given the horrific shooting in Uvalde, Texas, and the divisive and contentious responses as to what to do to prevent mass shootings and all gun-related deaths, including the more pervasive killers like homicide and suicides. All this has been discouraging and unproductive, to say the very least. I felt similarly at Putin's orders for Russia to invade Ukraine, and I still feel that way. It's difficult to speak to tragedy. Words fail to speak to the gross amount of torment, anxiety, and loss people feel, and I'm so far from any Churchill, Brené Brown, or Holland that attempting to speak to it is vulnerable and has produced so much writer's block, I didn't even want to address it. But I think it would be wrong not to. My co-host, Tara, has created this podcast space to talk about the authentic. What is happening to and around us today? What real-time tragedies, trials, and confrontations do members of the church face right now? And most importantly, how do disciples of Jesus Christ endure them with more faith in Christ? So in the spirit of being 100% authentic with you, on this brief short, I'll offer the only things that have brought peace to me this past week. Scripture, testimony, and hymns testifying of Jesus Christ. When Alma and Amulek were in prison for preaching repentance and truth, it says that the people in their anger bound them with cords and testified against them. And further, they brought their wives and children together, and whosoever believed or had been taught to believe in the word of God, they caused that they would be cast into the fire. And they took Alma and Amulek and carried them forth, that they might witness the destruction of those who were consumed by fire. And when Amulek saw the pains of the women and children who were consuming in the fire, he also was pained and said, How can we witness this awful scene? Let us stretch forth our hands and exercise the power of God which is in us and save them from the flames. In regard to mass shootings, I have been asked a similar question to the question Amulek asks. How could God let something like this happen? I think many people have this question, and this next verse brought me peace this week. But Alma felt constrained. The Lord receiveth them up unto himself in glory. I testify that those children and angelic teachers are in the embrace of Jesus Christ. And though events out of our control continue, That embrace is there for all of us who seek it, and it's available immediately. The embrace Christ offers comes with divine healing and His perfect understanding. As Elder Holland stated, we can find fortitude in a suffering Christ. Elder Tad R. Callister reminds us that Christ descended below all things, meaning He descended beneath and suffered the consequences not only of every sin and weakness, but also of every disease, every rejection, every disappointment, and every ailment of every soul who has ever lived. He continues, nothing has escaped his grasp or his suffering. Neither the abuser nor the abused, neither the addict nor the victim is outside the ambit of the Savior's healing powers. He can comfort us in all things because he descended below all things. This descent not only allowed him to empathize with us, but to heal us and strengthen us. I add my testimony to disciples of Christ, that Christ overcame the world, and his power to heal is unlike any other.
This week I also listened to the Tabernacle Choir at Temple Square. Though music has always been a way for me to connect with Christ, I used to roll my eyes when my parents would turn on Motab, as it was called in the parlance of the day. But now I'm a complete sucker for their performances. Few things bring such a wave of assurance and the spirit like hymns. I especially felt that way this week when I listened to How Firm a Foundation. Here's the third verse that brought with it a wave of love and hope. I invite you to listen to it. There's just something about an entire choir singing and testifying of Christ to you in song. Fear not, I am with thee. Oh, be not dismayed. For I am thy God and will still give thee aid. I'll strengthen thee, help thee, and cause thee to stand upheld by my righteous, omnipotent hand. No matter how true they are, some phrases intended to comfort the afflicted and answer the painful question of why would God let this happen don't uplift like they're intended. The well-meaning is lost in platitude or cliché. What I'm learning is that to comfort and to even begin to answer the questions that arise in crisis, we need the companionship of the Holy Ghost. Whether for ourselves or for others, doing whatever we can to invite that holy member of the Godhead to be with us is absolutely key. I said it at the beginning and I'll say it again. Sometimes words just fail. My purpose here is not to perfectly answer your question in crisis. I've really just shared with you things that have brought me peace. And I'll add that I often don't receive a perfect understanding of why certain things happen, but I have received perfect peace in and through Christ. We can have peace without full understanding. I've shared ways I've invited the Holy Ghost into my life to bring this peace, and I'm inviting you to do the same. Let the Holy Ghost teach you personally. I testify that after all we can do, Christ is there. I hope to do all I can do to promote peace and needed change. I invite you to be prayerful about your civic responsibility to do all you can do to promote peace, to work together with others, and invite the Holy Ghost into your life to bring peace. Like Elder Kyle S. McKay, I testify of the immediate goodness of God. I invite you to immediately feel peace in Christ. I pray we all find healing and that we share this balm of Gilead with everyone around us. Thanks for being with me. Take care, friends. Mm -hmm.